family of grace welcome to another episode of daily grace with alan wonder chapter edition and today's wonder chapter is first kings chapter 15 and let's start off with a word of prayer almighty loving god want to thank you for this wonderful day want to thank you for protecting us want to thank you for guiding us father where we have gone wrong in our thoughts in our actions in what we have done and what we have failed to do father may you please forgive us send in your holy spirit to come and guide us and be with us in everything that we do so that they may all glorify you father almighty king for you deserve all the glory and honor in this world we promise believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your son jesus christ amen without wasting time let us go straight to first kings chapter 15. abijah king of judah in the 18th year of the reign of jeroboam son of nebat abijah became king of judah and he reigned in jerusalem three years his mother's name was maka daughter of abishalom he committed all his sins he committed all the sins his father had done before him his heart was not fully devoted to the lord his god as the heart of david his forefather had been nevertheless for david's sake the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up a son to succeed him and by making Jerusalem strong. For David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not failed to keep any of the Lord's commandments all the days of his lives except in the case of Uri, of Uri the Hittite. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam throughout Abijah's lifetime. As for the other events of Abijah's reign, and all he did, are they not recorded in the book of annals of the kings of Judah? There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam, and Abijah rested with the ancestors and was buried in the city of David, and Asa his son succeeded him as king. In the twentieth year of Jeroboam king of Israel, Asa became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem forty-one years. His grandmother was Maka, daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and his father David had done. He expelled the male shrine prostitute from the land and got rid of all the idols in his ancestors. He even deposed his grandmother Maka from her position as queen mother because she had been a repulsive image of the worship of Asherah. Asa cut it down and burnt it in the Kodrin Valley. Although he did not remove the high places, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. He brought into the temple of the Lord silver and gold and the articles that he and his father had dedicated. There was war between Asa and Basha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries in the Lord's temple and, on, and of his own palace. He entrusted it to his officials and sent it to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabirmon, the son of Hezion, the king of, Am, of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. There, let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was as there was between my father and your father. See, I'm sending you a gift of silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basa, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. He conquered Ezion, Dan, Abel, Beth, Maka, and 
all Kinnereth in addition to Naphtali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and withdrew to Tizra. Then King Asa issued an order to all Judah. No one was unexempt and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Basha had been using there. With them, King Asa built up Geba in Benjamin and also Mizpah. As for all the other events of Asa's and his achievements and all he did and the cities he built, are they not recorded in the book of annals of the kings of Judah? In his old age, however, his feet became diseased. Then Asa rested with his ancestors and was and buried them in the city of his father, and Josaphat, his son, succeeded him as king. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the second year of King of in the second year of Asa king of Judah and he reigned over Israel two years he did evil in the eyes of the Lord following the ways of his father and committing the same sin as his father had caused Israel to commit Basa son of Abijah from the tribe of Ishka plotted against him and he struck him down at Gibothon a Philistine town while Nadab and all Israel were besieging it Basha killed Nabat in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, and succeeded him as king. As soon as he began to reign, he killed Jeroboam's whole family. He did not leave Jeroboam anywhere that breathed, but destroyed them, according to the word of the Lord given to his servant Ahijah the Silonite. This happened because of the sins Jeroboam had committed and had caused Israel to commit, and because he arose the anger of the Lord. As for other servants of Nadab's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of annals of the kings of Israel? There was war between Asa and Basha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Basha, son of Ahijah, became king of all Israel in Tirzah. And he reigned 24 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the ways of Jeroboam and committing the same sin Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. And this is where our wonder chapter for today ends. It's another relatively short wonder chapter. And I have just two pieces of information that I want us to pick. The first one comes from verse 3. And what does verse 3 say? He committed all the sins his father had done before him. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his forefather had been. He committed all the sins his father had done before him. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as, a, as the heart of David his father had been. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord. Amen. I just want us to just let that verse reflect in your head. Meaning his heart was partially devoted into the Lord. He was halfway devoted into the service of the Lord. Or even a quarter way, or even an eighth. So meaning he was a jumpy Christian. He was on and off. It's like he would toggle his on and off Christian uh, button. And that is something that I really want us to think about as Christians. Amen. So many times we don't fully devote ourselves to God. And this really makes the devil happy. Because if we are halfly, 
or if you're not fully devoted to the word of the Lord or to the Lord himself, it's very, very easy for the devil to shake us. You can ask me how. It's very, very easy for the devil to shake you. And the devil won't even waste time because he will not need energy to move you. He can just come and confuse you. Why? Because you are not fully devoted to the Lord. Because you have not given the Lord all of yourself. Because you have not surrendered completely to the Lord. And it's not a funny thing about being partially devoted to the Lord that you can't even let the Lord fight for you fully. What do I mean? You will always be halfway. Can I say? You will give your burdens to the Lord and then you collect them the next day. I don't know if that makes sense. You won't even give the Lord time to fight your battles. Why? Because you are partially devoted to the Lord. And that is how dangerous it is. And that's something the devil tries, he struggles to do. He doesn't want to change you. He doesn't want you to lose your faith all at once because he knows if he goes step by step, he can easily accomplish his goals. So what will he do? He will partially, amen? Bit by bit, process by process until you find yourself confused. And it's very, very bad to be a halfly or not wholly devoted to the Lord. Because it's even hard for you to hear his voice. It's even hard for you to recognize his voice. Why? Because you don't give him that attention to detail. But the good thing is that the Lord is always ready and willing to take you back. You don't have to let the devil confuse you. Because why? You are a temple of the Lord. Your body is a temple of the Lord and you were created in the Lord's image. And that just means that that spark of Christ, that identity of Christ is always in you. And you will always hear it. It will always be reminding you. So just settle down and let the Holy Spirit take you back to the right track. That's the message that I had for you today. I want you to get some time. Read 1 Kings chapter 15. What do you get? What do you understand? Feel free to write to us, dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at dailygracewithalan. We really love to hear from you. Remember, the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. Almighty King of Kings, and thank you for this wonderful day. And thank you for guiding us and thank you for protecting us, Father. Where we have gone wrong, Mason, and then your Holy Spirit to come and guide us, Father. So many times we do not devote ourselves wholly to you. We don't give you our full attention, Father. We are so confused by earthly things and so many unchristian things. But may you fill us with the Holy Spirit, Father, to always give us the strength and direction and to always guide us back to you. We pray all this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. Amen.